God. Amen. Beloved, there is a word from the Lord this morning comes from the book of first John, the book of first John chapter number four. First John chapter number four, and I'll be reading from the 16th verse B clause there. It reads, God is love and those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from this is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of the Lord for the people of God, thanks be unto God. Beloved, for these few moments that are yours and mine, I just want to speak to you from the sermonic thought, how deep is your love? How deep is your love? When I visited the Caribbean recently and I got a chance to get on the jet skis and go over the warm waters of the Caribbean, I had a chance also to go snorkeling. And on the side of the coast of Grenada is a underwater sculpture known as uh, the, uh, the first underwater sculpture cultivated by Jason DeCares Taylor, who's an Anglo-Guyanese sculpture who has cultivated a statue of 26 young women and men who are standing by the hands in a circle facing the seabed. These statues weigh 15 tons and are immersed by four meters of bottom. And over time, vegetation grows on these sculptures. When I had a chance to go up close to these sculptures and see this masterpiece, that you have to dive deep into the ocean to be able to see up close. And remember, missing, this sculpture is indicative of our history and our legacy because it tells the story of all of our ancestors who were thrown overboard over the slave ships who did not make it across the transatlantic slave trade from the coast of Ghana all the way to Grenada and all the way to the coastal islands of South Carolina and Florida and even in New York City second highest slave trading city port in this country and there were some who did not make it over and this sculpture down at the deep of the sea is a form of truth telling to tell the story of the history of those who found a way to persevere in the midst of adversity. That despite being taken from their homelands, despite being robbed from their villages and being stolen under the thief uh, as a thief in the night from their homelands as kings and queens. They've resisted in the form 
uh, 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 by trying to escape by overthrowing themselves sometimes across the boat. And this sculpture pays homage to their memory. It is a truth-telling uh, 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 sculpture because we're living in a time now of misinformation. Uh, there is an anti-critical race theory movement happening all across the country. They're intending to ensure that we leave this part of our history into the back corners of the history books and not tell our children the story of the truth of this nation. We as a people must stand up against this anti-black history movement that's happening that intends to say that one day uh, we came to this country as travelers and as immigrants. And one day Rosa Parks sat down and one day Barack Obama became the president. No, our story is a little more intricate than that. Our story is a little bit more complicated than that. There's a little bit more truth to our story that we must be true about today, that we have come over a way that with tears have been watered. We have come over a path through the blood of the slaughter, but yet out of the gloomy past. Still now we stand at last and we have to be truth tellers. We have to tell our children about the history of Richard Allen and Flora Allen and Sarah Allen and how there were some people who were worshiping on uh, one Sunday morning at the St. George's Church in Philadelphia. And while they wanted to come to the altar and pray because they wanted to draw closer to God, someone lifted them off of their knees and told them that they could not have a chance to pray in this sanctuary. And Richard Allen and Absalom Jones walked out of that church that day and they said, we're going to find our own place to pray where we will not be taken up off of our knees. And then they founded the African Methodist Episcopal Church. It's important for us to tell the truth, to tell our story. We have a mighty story. We are the descendants of queens and kings, Nefertiti and King Tut. We are the descendants of warriors and truth tellers and those who have resisted beyond the means of life. And that's, beloved, what the writer is doing for us today. He's trying to counter the disinformation. He's trying to counter the misinformation campaign. We got to be careful of that because some of us have been sharing some of this misinformation too. There was a report that came out saying that the president was suspending $30 million on sending crack pipes into the communities. Now, we ought to know good and well that Mr. Joe Biden and Mrs. Kamala Harris in that White House not trying to send crack pipes into our community. But yet, social media engages in disinformation in an attempt for us to be co-opted in our minds to intend to separate us even further. And we must counter that disinformation. And that's what the writer John is doing today in, in, in his pericope. In 1 John chapter 4, he is countering the misinformation campaign about God. People have tried to misinform others about who God is. They try to masquerade God. Try to define God for themselves and are attempting to co-opt our God. 
Saying that God is, is just this little small box that we put in on Sunday morning that from 10 to 12 we come and get out of the box and whenever we need something we go to that box and go to that genie and open it up and, and John says that's not who God is. God is bigger than your little box. Uh, some people try to say God is only A and me. And if you're not AME, God can't be with you. I want to let you know today on Founders Day, God is bigger than AME. Amen, lights. God is bigger than how we intend to limit our own conceptions of the divine being. And the writer John tells us today, he counters this misinformation by saying in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, that God is love. God is love. You mean God is not hate? You mean God is not separation? You mean God is not bigotry? John says, no, God is love, which shows us this morning that love is divine. If you're writing notes today, write that down. Love is divine. Love is holy. Love is sacred. Love is divine. God is love, which means that whenever you got to be careful where you place your love, because if it is not in the place where God is, it's not love. Some of us get love confused with lust. Amen. Like I'm going to preach to the lights this morning. And because we lust after something, we want it and desire it, but that's not love because God is love. And if there's any place you are where there is not God, then there cannot be love there. It is not love for you to be in that abusive relationship. That's not love because God is love. It's not, a, it's not love to be in that abusive friendship every time your friends call you, they got something bad to say. That's not love. Love is divine. Love is holy. Love is sacred. And when you know who God is, then you'll know what love is. If you know who God is in your life, who, who, who God can be when, when you are down and out and that wipes away your tears in the midnight hour, that, that unmoved mover, that creator, the one, I say it often, that puts the sun on the day shift and the moon on the night shift and they never miss a day at work. That's who God is. We got to get a, a fair conception of God. You got to expand the walls of who God is in your life. Huh. You, I know you're frustrated, sometimes could be even upset because when you call on God, it seems as if God doesn't answer. You call on God, it seems like there's silence in return. But that's why Big Mama says he may not come when you want him to. But he's always on time. And I know there's a silence and there's a void, but, but God is here. He, God hears your requests. God understands your cries. God feels your pain. God does not leave you isolated by yourself. Why? Because God is love. God is love. 
And and not only is God love, but and love is divine, but also the writer tells us that those who abide in love abide in God, which shows us that love is a destination. To, to, uh, to, to abide in love means that you abide in God. That there is a protective custody that comes when you abide in love. When you err on the side of love, you err on the side of God. That's why love should feel safe. Love should feel secure. Love should protect you. Love should secure you. Love gives you that extra enamel around you so that you don't have to worry about what happens to yourself because you know there's someone that has your back. As someone that has uh, your best interests at heart. And, and love is a destination. You ha- have journeyed all your life to get to this place where you can be so secure and so safe in yourself that you don't have to compromise your values or compromise your integrity or try to be something that you are not because you have found safety in God. Yeah, I'm, I'm safe in God's arms. I'm safe in the arms of the one who keeps me. I'm safe in the arms of God, the omnibenevolent arms of God, the omnipotent arms of God, the omniscient arms of God, the omnipresent arms of God, and God's arms are big enough for you and for me. Right, when you get to a place in your life that you're not searching any longer, you don't need people to pump you up any further. You, you don't come to church any longer to hear the praise team sing your song. Because if they sing my song, I feel good. But no, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise because I have found safety in God. Yeah, I, 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 I found safety in love with God. That's why we come to church to worship God. That is engaging in a love chemistry with the divine. Hallelujah. That means that you, that you think about how good God has been. And then you show that affection towards God. That's why sometimes I'm in church and there's nothing going on but my hands go up. And I don't know what happens, but my mouth starts opening up and I just start beginning to think about and extolling and adoring God. And I just begin to say, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. God, God, I thank you for clothing me in my right mind. God, I thank you for keeping me all night long. God, I thank you that last night was not my last night. And when you are in love with God, it will not allow you to be quiet when you come into God's house. But you got to open up your mouth uh, and give God praise and adoration. (laughs) And when you abide in God, when you're deeply invested, uh, grounded in God, uh, uh, you do not waver or flinch when adversity comes. Watch this, because not only do do those who abide in love abide in God. Here's the last part of the cause. It says, and God abides in them. That when you uh, abide in love, 
and love abides in God, that means God abides in you. Hallelujah. Uh, and there's a different level of status uh, to, when you go to the airport and, and now uh, I, have, I have this thing called pre-check. And when you got pre-check, you get to go through a different kind of lane. And, and if you have pre-check, uh, they don't require you to take off your shoes. You don't have to take your computer out your bag. Now, there was a time when I didn't have pre-check. And when I didn't have pre-check, I had to get to the airport a couple hours earlier. I had to take off my shoes, so I had to make sure there were no holes in my socks. <laughs> I had to make sure my computer was all right. But now that I got pre-check, I moved through a different lane. And, and all I got to do is show my ID and my boarding pass. Because it's already in the system that I'm preaching. God have mercy. And I want to let you know that when you abide in God, and when God abides, I feel like preaching now, and when God abides in you, you have a spiritual preaching that says no matter what comes your way, uh, you get to go into a different kind of line. Uh, and that means that when storms come uh, your way and when trouble starts knocking at your door, when you have long nights and slaughter days and when you wonder how you're going to make it and how you're going to provide for your family, uh, it doesn't mean you won't have to go to the airport. Uh, it just means you go through a different kind of line. And I'm so glad this morning uh, that I go through the line with God. Uh, God is in the pre-check line uh, and he's over there waiting on you uh, to tell you come to me uh, oh ye uh, who are heavy laden uh, and I will give you rest. Uh, God says come unto me uh, those who are weary, uh, those who are wounded, uh, those who are down and out. Uh, and I'll tell you that weeping may endure for a night but joy is going to come in the morning is there anybody here that wants to get in the spiritual pre-check I'm tired of being in the regular line I'm tired of going through the general line but I've been through too much God has been too good to me to stand in the regular line but I gotta give God the praise because he affirmed me he pre-approved me uh, and he gave me the stamp uh, to be in the pre-check line uh, and because I'm pre-checked uh, I don't have to worry uh, I am not afraid uh, I am not intimidated uh, because I'm deep uh, in the love of God uh, is there anybody here uh, that knows that you can declare uh, over your life uh, that I got God uh, and that's enough I may not have money. I may not have the finest car. I may not have gone to the best schools. But I've got God on the inside of me. And too many times we come to church and we want to praise God for money and for what God can do. But I wonder is there 30 people who can praise God for who God is. Not for what God has done. But just for who God is. Has he been a doctor in the sick room? Has he been a lawyer in 
the courtroom? Has he been your guide in the midnight hour? My grandmother would say, he's my leading post. He's my walking cane. He's everything. Is there anybody here? that can give God praise for who God is. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He's El Elyon. He's God all by himself. Come on and praise God for who God is. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him. Praise him, praise ye, praise ye the Lord, yes, yes Lord, yes, yes Lord, I love him, I love him, and there's nothing you can do about it, say yes. Hallelujah. How deep is your love? Love is divine. Love is a destination. And love is a declaration. I want you to know today that you can go deep into the love of God. And you'll be so protected. (laughs) You'll be so secure. You'll be so covered because of God's love. God loves you so much that God gave his only begotten son so that whomsoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I thank God for his love. I thank God for God's power. Because when I didn't love myself, and there were some times I didn't know how to love myself. Sometimes they said you're too, too much, too little, not good enough. But I thank God that God loved me in spite of myself. Today I just want to pray for you. I want to, I want to pray over your life. I want to pray for our young people. So that they will never not know what God's love feels like. I want to pray. I want to pray over your marriages. I want to pray over your families. I want to pray over your health. So that you will always be in the omnibenevolence of God. That means it's all loving power. God loves you so much. I mean, he really does. God really, 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 really loves you. I mean, God loves you so much that he decided to put you on the wake-up list today. He decided to, to, to touch you today. And when God loves you, you ought to have a smile on your face. You ought to be happy about something because he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how much he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. God, for each and every one who has had to
come to know God that love is divine that love is a destination and that love is a declaration that God we abide in you and God you abide in us so we're thankful today for your love thank you today God that you love us so and God because you love us help us to love ourselves Help us to love our families. Help us to love our friends. Help us to love our neighbors. Help us to love our church. Help us to love our community. Thank you for your love. And God, we are grateful that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest love of all.